You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Good morning! Ah, oh, good morning. Or if you're listening in the afternoon or evening, mm. good afternoon, good evening, yes. good midnight to you. Good midnight. Good mm. dark early morning to you, wherever you happen to be. Good, oh. Whenever well, you gonna happen say, to be. I was going to say like something about the dawn, but then just the thought of being out and about before sunrise listening to a podcast. I'm like, wow, my heart goes that's, out to you. If that's, <laughs> that's where you are right now. For some reason, I do not know why. Actually, I know exactly why. You made a reference to the dawn, and I just finished reading the section in The Fellowship of the Ring last night where they're in Lothlorien, mm. and Frodo offers the ring to Galadriel, and yeah. she talks about being as terrible as the dawn, Man. splendid as the morning and the evening, and all of that, what you know, cool fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a moment. So it certainly is. But how are you doing? I'm doing very well. I do not know exactly when this podcast will release, but this will certainly date it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been stringing up some Christmas lights at home. Naturally, naturally. But, um, okay, so here's the thing, right? In brief, last year I I waited. Unfortunately, until it was too cold. I mean, I did it anyway, but it was miserable. <laughs> you know, can you get those like, gutter clips that you put on the string of lights? Oh, uh, yes. And my hands are like freezing cold, but I can't do it with gloves because I don't have enough dexterity in gloves. So I'm like hooking them onto the, the string of lights and then that onto the gutter. And it's it's not a great time. I, it was, I was happy that it was complete. You know, it Certainly. made me feel good. But truly, yep. under scrutiny, if you were to turn them on and step away, medium impact at best. Ah. So I'm like, well, I could do that again. I could do that this year before it gets cold. But... Since then, I had strung some up into my like outdoor umbrella, and I'm like, then I have to undo all of that, fix the clips, a lot of nonsense. I'm like, you know, what if I just don't? What if I just don't? <laughs> so instead, I did something I've never really done before. I've, I've taken those lights, and I've strung them up in my kitchen. Uh-huh. Um, and like throughout parts of, parts of my house and it actually looks amazing well look at that <laughs> i've got it i've gotten like strands and i i hammered in some anchor points at the top of my cabinets that are like really really subtle and so i have them strung from like corners of my cabinetry into the center of the kitchen where the hanging lights are because the strings of lights are light enough so i have like this canopy of lights strung throughout my kitchen it's actually really cool excellent so excellent going well christmas cheer in the kitchen truly it's what you love to hear yes love to hear it how are things with you just dandy as far as i know you know <laughs> Always it's good to just hear. it's that time of the year too where you get the seasonal congestion you know yeah, which is sure. a gross no one wants to talk about that so i'm not going to at length it's just you know that happens you can probably hear it i feel fine I feel yeah. totally fine it's yeah. just i've had it for a number of weeks it's just mm. you know temperature changes and yes all of that fun stuff that really i'm doing fine comes back to bite you yeah that's what to complain about earliest sign of that i'm like slamming vitamin c I'm that's like, it yes <laughs> put it all into my system every bit of it yes all of it i can get but uh, i'm also excited because today is the first episode we've recorded in zach's new studio yes it's very exciting it is very awesome a courthouse has gotten quite an upgrade indeed quite an upgrade and Brand uh, new space yeah and an old renovated slovakian catholic church what a, what that a then was a Baptist missionary church. It was something like that. Zach oh, wow. will, you know, he'd be able to fill in the details, but it's amazing. He's got an incredible space out here. He's going to do a lot of great work, no doubt. So excited to be recording here today. So yeah, yeah. lots of good stuff going on, you know. It is indeed. Gearing up for a new year. Yeah. 2024, mm. right around the corner. Nearly here. Nearly here. Mm. So on that note, 
because the new year is approaching, uh, you know, resolutions come with that, right? Mm, I've heard. I've heard of this. I've heard of their mixed popularity. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, say so you, you know, you have that uh, that realist tone about uh, resolutions, right? <laughs> the resignation of one. The, who the knows resignation of we... one who knows <laughs> how resolutions tend to go. Yes. Yeah, and that's fair enough, you know, um, because on that note, for many of us, New Year's resolutions include the resolution to read the Bible more regularly, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, which, by the way, is a great aspiration. It is. Something you Certainly. ought to do. And, you know, so the way it typically goes is January 1 rolls around, start off with the greatest of intentions, and we decide that this is the year we're finally going to mm. read through the whole Bible, cover to cover, or something like that, mm. you know? Wow. Okay. Well, maybe let's pull back the optimism just a bit. <laughs> I, I, I sense a fraught Leviticus February. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody <laughs> needs to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Fraught Leviticus February. Yeah. That that would sell. That's a good that coin that, patent that, <laughs> trademark that. Because that's exactly where this is going, you know? Because yeah. you start the new year off in Genesis, you've got New Testament readings in there, you've got, you know, Matthew and maybe a psalm. So everything goes well in January. Mm. But then you get into Exodus, which starts strong. It does, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. But then you start getting into the bits about the law, such as, you know, the sacrifices and the dimensions of the tabernacle and the furnishings. And then you're getting into, what are we calling this now? Fraught Leviticus February. (laughs) (laughs) That's assuming you made it through the wilderness along with the Israelites. Because sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm right there with you. I get it. (laughs) Oh, it's so true. So, yeah, I mean, next thing you know, you're in that part of scripture, you get sick or work gets crazy, you miss a couple of days of reading, and then you're hopelessly behind and you scrap the whole thing. Yeah. Right? And that's that's typically what happens. Mm. And of course, no one starts the new year with the intent of giving up on their Bible reading plan, right? Um, <laughs> I hope not. Right, yeah, that's not normally how it goes. And yet, year after year, you know, at least anecdotally, based on the conversations I've had, hmm. many find themselves doing just that, and they have the same conversation every year about how, oh, yeah, this is the year I'm I'm finally going to do it. But, you know, you just end up back in the, yeah, the same spot. It's sadly almost inevitable, or at least it feels that way. Right. And so I thought today we could discuss whether or not there are any practical helps we can put into practice so that we might avoid that this upcoming year. All right. And I do think there are some. And uh, on that note, here are just a few that come to my mind in no particular order. And I am offering all of these, by the way, assuming that you know why you ought to read your Bible. You know, that it's like, oh, yeah, this is something Christians do. You know, you want to... Know God's word, meditate on it, be shaped and molded by it, equipped for every good work, you know, all that stuff. So, that said, I think one of the first things is picking a consistent time when you'll read. Hmm. So, having that discipline aspect of it. Yeah. And I would generally say you ought to have a specific time and place for Bible reading. Hmm. So, for example, if you get up in the morning and read, you do it in your favorite chair with a cup of coffee. Or if you walk the treadmill in the evening you listen to the Bible on audio while you do so. Like having a specific set apart time and place yeah. for doing that. I think um, like when I'm doing well with this and I do feel like I need that caveat, one of the most helpful details to create a rhythm. Yeah. I've mentioned before probably that as soon as I wake up, like I just, I want to engage in something. I want to listen to something um, as I get ready, whether that's like a podcast that I'm into, an audiobook, whatever. I'm like, sure. it's almost 
it's almost scary. <laughs> like it's such a reflex. I'm like, oh, I'm awake. Like, what's next? Um, and I just instantly want to jump into something. Yeah. And um, knowing that was like already a routine that I slip into, I, it was something that I could kind of just like hijack and then mm, find myself yeah. instead listening through some epistles or what have you. And that said, it's not my prescriptive suggestion that we all multitask as we. <laughs> but like that was a really like a really convenient and helpful right. way to to start creating a rhythm for myself, where as before I really had no semblance of, yep. of structure to that. And it is it is astounding how much you can get through just by listening. Oh, yes. It sounds corny, but I was thinking about this on, on my drive here is that sometimes in the morning, I'll have this like period of time where I'll find myself listening through some of the epistles. Mm -hmm. And when you're just listening through them, they go very, very fast. Oh, yeah. And so what I'll actually do is like for a week or so, I'll like re-listen to the same section, the same, like, you know, the same chapters, oh, the same nice. couple of books. Mm -hmm. And as someone granted, like, f you know, full disclosure, I generally really do not like repetition. I, you know, a movie that I love, I need several months off before I watch it again under most sure. circumstances. So I'm not like super into let's listen to that again. Let's read that again. <laughs> let's watch that again. But yeah. as someone who is normally like that, it's a breeze in this kind like it 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 doesn't like slow down, it doesn't weigh you down, it doesn't mm. feel like you're drumming over the same stuff because dude for whatever reason, like it's the third or fourth time you're like, "Oh yeah, you're you're able to start picking up on on rhythms and patterns mm -hmm. within the text that I just straight up would never would have noticed had I just yeah. listened to it once or twice." Right. But going over it a few times, you you begin to see like this like mirroring language or certain things that keep, you know, recurring it. Honestly, it's it's very helpful to do. Yeah. And that's actually something touch on here towards the end, but I'm sure part of that too is you're probably finding in your own mental patterns that sort of scriptural language beginning to mm. kind of form the way you think. Yeah. Almost without realizing it. Right. So that is really cool. And I think to your point there, I mean, consistency, as with all really good habits, is mm -hmm. the key. Yeah. But here's a very important caveat, I think. It's also good to remember that just because you might miss occasionally, and we could scratch that and say, you will miss occasionally. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. You will. <laughs> I think people don't factor that in. Mm -hmm. But you're going to miss because of things like sick days or travel or just unforeseen interruptions to your schedule or whatever yeah. else have you. Doesn't mean you need to give up altogether. Yeah. I can't remember what exactly, if it was the Stoics or where I, I picked this up from. I think it was the Stoics and I'm paraphrasing it. But the idea was you shouldn't try to build your life around your very best days. Oh, yeah. And the idea there is like, oh, you expect like, oh, if I, I get up every single day at four o'clock and I do the same things every day and I'm a monster. I'm a machine. <laughs> right? And okay, it's like, Craig Rochelle. Yeah, like, all right, Craig Rochelle. <laughs> All due respect. But, you know, like, okay, that's great if you can do those things, but you got to understand that's just realistically not going to be every single day. And yeah. if your success in anything depends on every single day being like that, then you're going to get frustrated <laughs> and it's not going to happen. You're going to get worn out and tired. Yeah. So don't do that. And just because you might miss, say, a day of Bible reading occasionally doesn't mean you need to give up altogether, mm -hmm. which leads me to my next help which is you want to pick a plan that in our particular case, I'm just thinking specifically that will get you through the Bible bit by bit through all of it with grace days built in. Okay. So on this very specific note, I personally recommend the discipleship journal reading plan because it gets you through the whole Bible in a year. And what I like about that is, again, having your heart and your mind informed by the whole counsel of God's word, mm -hmm. right? Because there are sections, like if it was just up to me, there are sections of scripture I would come to again and again and again and again without ever reading anything else ever, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And it's good to, to your point earlier, to like hone in on certain sections for a while. Like mm -hmm. that's a very healthy practice. Mm -hmm. It's just that if that was 
all anyone did over the course of their whole life, you'd have a very unbalanced yeah. view of scripture, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be like the guy who goes to the gym and only works out his right side. You know, it's like, <laughs> what's what monstrosity have you become? So this plan, the discipleship journal reading plan, gets you through the whole Bible in a year, but it has five to six grace days built in each month for catch up. If you miss days or, you know, if you don't end up missing days, you can do additional reading on those days. And just speaking personally, that was a turning point for me about eight years ago when I was really struggling to actually keep up with my Bible reading. I would do the same thing. I I tried. There was this plan called the Machain Bible reading plan. It got you the whole Bible in a year, but it was every single day. Yeah. And I just knew I'd tried it for years. And it was the same thing. Beginning of every year, I had all these great aspirations to finally be disciplined enough to stick with it. And I just knew after years of trying it, I was missing about three to five days per month on average. Just between like, you know, oh, I I didn't get enough sleep that night, so I didn't wake up on time, or this came up, or that, or the other thing. And three to five days per month doesn't sound bad until you add it up to the end of the year and... You know, you're in November and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I am weeks behind and that means I'm going to have to read X amount per day. Yeah. And at that point, you're just skimming through it. You know, you're not actually really reading it. Yeah, I've definitely been there. Yeah. Uh, but with this plan, I was suddenly not behind if I missed those days. Mm. And that was, to put the matter mildly, enormously helpful to me. I have successfully read through the Bible every year for the past eight years. <laughs> Um, And interestingly, I was thinking about this on my drive over. Uh I don't know if this is some weird psychological thing, but knowing I have those grace days built in makes it easier for me to stay on track. Yeah. Like I very rarely actually need them anymore. Mm. So I don't know what the deal with that is, but. Yeah, I can't quite put words to that either, but it does, that does make sense to me. Something about like, it kind of, it softens the rough edges of, of potentially like feeling strapped into something where you, you cannot falter under any circumstance. Right. And knowing that it's okay kind of reduces the friction of just coming to it. Yeah. Without stress. Yeah. But hearing that I think is actually quite encouraging, especially from someone like you who's, who's done it this many times. Not just that like, even like we all have these days that kind of impede our well-intended plans, but, right. but what's I think really helpful is that you've done this enough to take stock of an average of missed days. Like mm-hmm. over this many years, this is kind of where I found myself missing X number of days over X number of months. And if this is something I'm looking for, I want to make sure that I have at least a comparable number of grace days built into a schedule. Cause like, I'm not going to like do astronomically better. <laughs> like it's just, you know, I think a basic, you know, introductory approach, you need to expect to have moments like that, especially when you have right. maybe yet to establish a rhythm. So right. that's very helpful to look for. Yes. And again, you know, you can do a plan like that, or you can do a plan that takes you through the Bible in two or three years, because mm-hmm. then you just know you're in it for the long haul. And the point isn't, I need to finish it by the end of the year. You just know over the course of two to three years, I'm going to get through the whole Bible. And so it doesn't wreck your motivation if you miss a couple of days here or yeah. there. Yeah. And part of the reason I recommend having a plan is because when you're in that spot of trying to not only establish a rhythm, but then having to decide every day, what am I going to read today? Unless you know exactly Mm -hmm. what you're going to read that day. Like, if you know, like, oh, I'm going to be in the epistles for the month of January. You're eventually going to be like, that's just going to be another factor that's going to hinder you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I just, I recommend a plan. Some people, you know, again, it's like, it's like everything else. If you can make it work without that, make it work. But for us mere mortals, you know, (laughs) this is some of what we have to do. So that's the second help I'd recommend. The third one is make sure you've chosen a good yet readable translation. Mm. So I'm thinking preferably the ESV or the NIV 84, the HCSB, picking up a good study Bible out of one of those. 
I think this kind of speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. The NLT is another good one, by the way, I just mm-hmm. thought of. Yeah. And I'm saying pick a good yet readable translation because in a lot of ways, the KJV is a good translation. It's just not very readable yeah. in the year 2023-2024, right? Mm-hmm. The message is good for occasional reading. I'm not. I'm actually not one of these guys who wants to bash the message all the time. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't recommend it for consistent study because yeah. he, Eugene Peterson does a lot of quirky interpretive things when he's translating. Yeah. So if you're thinking about consistent rhythm, trying to get through a plan, I recommend a good yet readable translation mm-hmm. like the ESV, HCSB, NLT, something like that. Yeah. Um, I've also found the ESV study Bibles. There are a number of them. There's the traditional study Bible. There's the church history study Bible. There's oh, a wow. systematic theology study Bible. Those are all great resources that I've found very helpful, especially. Just for fun, do you have a preferred translation? Is there one that you go to? It's actually funny you should mention that because a lot of the ones that you brought up are versions that I will sometimes bounce between. Mm. Tell me about this. I think, did the HCSB recently just become the CSB or something yes, like that? Yes, yes. Because I remember- That's another good one. Yeah. So I've, I've hit that. I've hit the NIV recently, sometimes mm-hmm. like NLT as well. So yep. it, I do kind of bounce in between sometimes to, to, and sometimes quite honestly, I'm just like, I would like a different narrator. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'll go to something else. Or if it's like, oh, I recognize that verse or I recognize that concept, but it, it's not like clicking the way I expected, I will try to cross reference that in a different translation to, to mm-hmm. compare to him, like, you know, to try to maybe understand like what I was thinking or if there's like a nuance that I had neglected to pay attention to. Yes. Which is a great point because that's in my own study. It's not atypical for me to have five translations. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have log off, so that makes it really easy, but right. five translations side by side to get mm-hmm. that comparison. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's great. Another help is be involved with the community that treasures the scripture and goes after what the text means, not what you think it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that key difference, you know. Yeah. The reality is you probably won't make it very far alone, mm-hmm. and the community will help you be a doer of the word. So when I'm saying all that, if you're an attender at Lost Creek, for example, we're a largish church. So this is another reminder that community groups are a great way to get involved in something like this to help you keep up with this. And obviously at our other campuses as well, but uh, just another help as far as not only getting into the Bible mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what it means, but also doing it, mm-hmm. you know, because as scripture says over and over again, blessed are those who uh, not only hear, but do, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, etc. So another help I'd recommend is incorporate journaling into your Bible reading. Writing things helps you remember, clarify, and apply. So, and I want to be clear, this could be something you do at length in a notebook, like a set-aside actual journal, Mm -hmm. or it could be something you type up on your phone or computer, or it could be even something as simple as just making notes in the margin of your Bible. It can be as ornate or as simple as you want it to be. I think the benefit in this exercise is, again, it helps you try to process yeah. What you're reading. I think like maybe the worst thing you could do in approaching this is think that you have to take notes in a certain way or achieve right. a particular thing that you imagine that to be. Like right. it no. should be something that serves you right. and your understanding and remembering and, and kind of getting into to what the text has to offer. Right. Exactly. And that's, I mean, to that point, my journaling varies mm-hmm. depending on what I'm doing. Like there are moments where I'm like, oh, I want to write about this at length and I have a journal set aside for that. Other days, I just take a marginal note, you know? Mm -hmm. It really does just depend on what you're doing and how you're trying to 
dig into the text. Mm. So that's a that's a great observation. And actually, on that note, the ESV has some wonderful journaling Bibles that are yeah. designed specifically for this sort of thing. You can get a whole Bible that has margins for journaling, or you can get these really cool illuminated scripture journals is what they're called. Dang. So those are like book by book. So I have the whole New Testament set. Morgan got those for me a couple years ago for Valentine's Day, I think. No. But it's like, oh, you got the Gospel of Matthew. Yeah. And um, it's got the text on one page and then a whole other page just for journaling. So you just flip it's 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 neat. Yeah. So if you're into that sort of thing, you can do that. And then here's here's the final thing. And this kind of circles back to what we said at the beginning about how we kind of are just assuming that you know why you ought to read scripture. But I think it is fitting to conclude with this is that when you come to your Bibles, whether you're opening a physical copy or whether you're scrolling with the Bible app on your phone or you're listening, expect to meet with God. Like mm. bring that expectation because that's why we read our Bibles in the first place. Right, we, we, as Christians, do not read scripture simply to fill our heads with ancient factoids or even good stories or poems. Mm-hmm. We come to hear the living voice of the living God in his living word and to hear him and be transformed by him and to, like Mary, sit at his feet in the uh, story of Mary and Martha there. So anyway, hopefully those are helps that will keep you on track with yeah. your Bible reading this year and help you uh, hear from God perhaps uh, more regularly and clearly than you have up to this point so far. So thank you as always for listening. And uh, if you have any questions on this or any other topic, as always, feel free to email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net. And if, if you wanted to help us out a little bit and you want to leave an honest five-star review yeah. in the Apple Podcast platform, you know, that would be swell. But whether you do or not, As always, we are grateful for you. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.